and Mondays always get me down. Yeah, the Carpenters. You were thinking, were you thinking Carrie Underwood for a second there? <laughs> no, I was, that, that, that one song, um, you know, the, the one, uh, it's, uh, I guess it's not the Carpenters. It's, um, uh, uh, <laughs> my reflection. Oh, Christina, oh, Christina Aguilera. Aguilera. No. <laughs> the, the Smashing Pumpkins did a version of it. Carolina, is there anything more obscure you could tell us about? <laughs> Stevie Nicks. That's her. Stevie Nicks, of course. Wait, hold oh. up. You got, she sings that song. You know, I'm not very good at crowd work anymore. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty obvious. I'm terrible at it now. But anyway, let's find other Oh, people. you mean Landslide. Landslide, thank oh, you. Landslide. Oh, <laughs> what God. the fuck are you talking yeah, about? That's what you were trying? <laughs> trying to talk to us about landslide and it came out as Christina Aguilera, my reflection? It's because one word in one word in the whole lyrics says reflection. And it's Yeah, if you right. see my reflection in a snow covered hill. Yeah, okay, I yeah, I get it. I see where this is going. Yeah, yeah but that's wait well, wait a minute. Does that have anything to do with rain, really? Yes. Not really, no. <laughs> Absolutely not. It's just other reflective music <laughs> yeah. for, for sad October days. When it's raining, oh. you should be reflecting, right? Is that? Well, there's snow. Snow is free, frozen rain, sort of. So yeah. Yeah, you can reflect. Yeah, but snow doesn't have the same theatricality <laughs> that rain has. Like if I'm yeah. by the window looking at snow, thing people are gonna think something's gonna be canceled. Like if I'm looking at the rain, they're like, her love life has been canceled. That's beautiful. Think... That's beautiful. <laughs> Welcome to Professional <laughs> Friends, everyone. Woo! <laughs> yeah, we made it. Whoopee. I am... Rain, rain. I'm Carolina Hidalgo. <laughs> and uh, that was Anna Peritori over there. Hello. It's very rainy <laughs> from my window. <laughs> and, and Calvin Cato. Where are stand you? Stand back. Stand back. <laughs> And John Pivacqua. Yeah, I too am sitting in my window writing a sad song Aww. about us recording this podcast. <laughs> Is it called Tom's Diner? <laughs> yes. It's called Professional Friends Live. Um, Anna, so how was your how was your Bachelorette premiere that you blew me off to go watch? Uh, blow you off means plans that I've had for like six months. I don't know about that. Wait. You've been waiting that long for the Bachelorette? I've been waiting that long for The Bachelorette because The Bachelorette was supposed to premiere before we would even get to summer. So in March, that's when it all ended. That's when, I mean, like, the promise world, of seeing The Bachelorette collapsed. on a regular basis would be done. Um, so yeah, it was supposed to air, like, in April. Okay, so explain this to me. I, I never watched The Bachelorette, Bachelorette. Ah. But, but, yeah. I've never watched the show, so I'm not sure. Exactly. Well, I, I understand. It's hard to watch. Uh, I also have never seen The Bachelor or Bachelorette or Love Island or pretty much any of those shows. Yes. Hmm. I'm guessing. I'm getting a vibe that it's kind of a white thing. <laughs> <laughs> Is it like a thing? I mean, like, I, I'm guessing it's where at the end, like, they, they make them do, like, battle royale games and then they like they they be, they win like the gladiator wins the woman's love 
Is that the show hmm. exactly? Or is it like that? Like, do they have to do like little tests or something or like, go through mazes? Uh, I mean, I honestly don't like, know. Literally like uh, hodgepodging every reality TV show ever. <laughs> so like, I guess The Bachelor and The Bachelorette and it's offshoots, uh, Bachelor in Paradise, Winter's Game, Bachelor Pad. Um, <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> Yeah, That's I'm, real? I'm pretty in it. It's all real. Um, well, I mean, is it real? It's very <laughs> produced. Um, no, I guess I would say it started back in the early 2000s with a young buck named Chris Harrison who thought he was going to have a whole different life. He wanted to be a sports telecaster, and he was like, all right, I'll do this fucking Bachelor thing. And he's actually pretty snarky the first season because the first season is with The Bachelor who has to date a bunch, a bunch of, like, attractive women. And it doesn't really make much sense that all these, like, 25 women are like, that guy's my type. But they're <laughs> like, yeah, he's it. And Chris Harrison, the little, uh, I guess he would be the host of the show, at the time thought he had a career elsewhere. So in his first season, he says things to The Bachelor like, yo, dude, you're not worthy of this, or, like, these girls could shut you down any minute. They might not even take your rose. Very nice take on the show because suddenly it became like you were desperate for the rose. You were desperate for the bachelor. Even if he sucked, a lot of them have sucked. A lot of them have really sucked. Oh, really? Like, so all these women just vie for his attention. That's all you have to do is just charm him in, or, or, or do you have to like do like tests? Like, how is it that I, I he determines this? <laughs> so at the Carolina, end of the show, I know you really want them to fight <laughs> in an arena, but it's not going to happen. I'm oh, sorry. Why not? <laughs> I guess they have group dates, and on group dates, sometimes there is a physical activity. Like, all the girls will play soccer if he happens to be an international soccer star that retired early. <laughs> okay. Well, do you see? That's something. There you go. That's something yeah. physical. So they make it all related to, like, The Bachelor's, like, loose interests. So if they're like, he's an investment banker, somehow they'd be like, everybody has to balance a checkbook on this group date. <laughs> Wow. Uh, it's funny. I've never seen – I mean, I've never seen the show, but it, I've seen Flavor of Love, and I've seen probably three episodes of Rock of Love. So I assume oh, that they're – <laughs> I assume that they're analogous. Like, um, it's so funny because I, I watched the entire first season of Flavor of Love, which was oh, – and then I started watching the second season, and I quit the second season when – um. Uh, one of the girls, in case any listeners don't know what Flavor of Love is, it's like The Bachelor, but instead of Rose's, Flavor of Love gives out clocks to all the women he wants to keep. <laughs> and uh, the women he does not want to keep, he shows them the door um, and calls them <laughs> fake and other stuff. And he also gives them all really shitty nicknames. Like one was called Pumpkin. Oh, yeah. Pumpkin made one it, was though. called. Isn't she the one? She was the one who spit on New York. Yeah. <laughs> and the girl whose name was New York was because she was from New York. There was one person named Thing One. <laughs> And she had a twin, and her twin's name was Thing too. Oh my god! It was a real ratchet ass mess. Yeah. I quit the second season because I there was a contestant named something, uh, Moji something, and she <laughs> they were waiting to deliberate, and she took a shit in the like main waiting area, and they when the girls walked, they were like, "What's that smell?" And they saw that like something took a shit on the floor, and then she didn't get eliminated, and I was like, "I can't watch this anymore." Because I can't mm. believe that this lady 
Shat in public on camera, and he was still like, "But there's a chance with her." Nope. I God. remember That's that. You, you I drew the line. At that. I remember that actually. I remember watching that, and I remember like uh, like an episode or two later, um, Flavor Flav uh, did show her the door and said uh, along the lines of like, "Yeah, she just wasn't the right fit." Also, it's because she took a shit in public. <laughs> also, and also. <laughs> Second reason. <laughs> I know. I still remember because he literally said, well, something keeps it real. And I was like, there's nothing keeping it real about not being able to hold your bowels. I mean, but isn't real. that the realest? Yeah, that's yeah. like the realest thing you can do. <laughs> you know, but Sleeper of Love and Rock of Love, what was so great about them as like copycat shows where they were basically The Bachelor if everyone just said what they were thinking at all times. <laughs> and unlike ABC's The Bachelor where there's so much like, it's always they're filming like three of the girls in the corner talking about three other girls. Like on Flavor of Love, everybody just said that shit out loud. Really loud to each other because they're usually screaming at each other. <laughs> well, they're really drunk. I mean, like I think like VH1 was very smart the way that they like used the template and were like, let's put it with a bunch of has-beens and like just make it. And I'm sure for them it was probably pretty easy. If anything, they had too much content and they were like, I don't know what to edit out at this point. Um, <laughs> um, and they're like, just do the swears. Like that's probably a lot. That was probably a lot of work at the time course like the bachelor and the bachelorette are way more like abc like thrown at you know like christian families well actually the christian thing wasn't always a thing in the bachelor nation so okay here's another thing guys the fans call themselves bachelor nation bachelor nation like they're yeah. part of a nation okay all right that's <laughs> That's odd, but um, that's yeah. cool. What does religion, cool. What does religion have to do with this, though? Um, so in the beginning of the show, I would feel like they didn't quite know where they were at. They like definitely knew after the first season they like had a hit on their hands. They're like, "Whoa, people love women competing over one subpar guy that has like <laughs> an Ivy League education." Um, and they're like, wait, wait a minute, we can do the same thing with one girl and a bunch of guys too to even out the battle of the sexes. So like, you're like, awesome. So then time went on and then eventually they were like, what is our base? Who should we like really try to get? And they're like, wicked Christian people. That should be our next target audience. <laughs> so then unfortunately, The Bachelor became like kind of weird. Like every Bachelor like had a really strong relationship with Faith. (laughs) I think The Bachelor is incredibly interesting because I think it is a huge gauge of like where we. I know I'm trying. I'm trying to make it like an anthropologic study, but it's like where we all are and like how we're gonna vote. I feel like is dependent on the viewers of The Bachelor. (laughs) Like, (laughs) oh wow. Well, you know it's funny because like, and I know one of the things that comes up a lot with The Bachelor is the fact that it's so very white like Mm -hmm. in terms of like there no black contestant ever makes it to the end and there i don't think they've ever had any like black bachelors or bachelorettes right like i think they only have one starting so yes no so they had one black bachelorette whose name is uh rachel Lindsay, um and i was obsessed with her she's the best bachelorette um but (laughs) she of course has to be 
the most accomplished person in the world too to like be she's like I'm also a lawyer it's like everybody else is like I'm a dental hygienist like I'm a content creator I'm a declaring my major um before Rachel <laughs> Lindsay has to be like uh. I'm I'm a homeowner I uh am a prosecutor I have a dog I'm like, I'm still a dog is an accomplishment. It is quite an accomplishment, apparently. It's an Sorry, accomplishment Carolina. For a white guy. It is. Like, Whoa, she is a dog. That's pretty. She's pretty down to earth. Um, in the first season of The Black Bachelor, obviously, <laughs> can we have to say it like that? The Black <laughs> Bachelor. The Black What happened in The Black Bachelor? Please let me know more. Had very few black. Uh, uh, competitors so very few suitors were black as well and also you know that they didn't do any homework and like find out hey are these people maybe not racist um, oh no oh, what? yeah so there was there was like a pretty uh, horrific suitor named Lee like Lee Garrett or something and like yeah. he was from the south and he was almost comical like he was like and I, I was like okay maybe the producers did this on purpose because he was very much like getting in the few uh, other black suitors' face and antagonizing them, and then saying like incredibly veiled, obvious like he's like, if I get in their face, they'll react because that's what they do. What? And you're like, oh god, what? And like you're like, why is ABC giving this a huge platform? Like because it it like it didn't really make anybody look good either because like then everybody was getting antagonized and like so it was like i was like oh this is a nightmare wait can i ask a question so wait did lee actually want to win or did he just want to be racist i think he just wanted to be on television but yeah that's probably uh, the more obvious answer might have been a country star or he's trying to or he's trying to like make his tequila brand work i can't remember what he was promoting that's the thing everybody's like since like the boom of the internet which the bachelorette didn't always have now you have people that are, you know, just looking for self-branding in yeah, some regard. Yeah, for exposure. Yeah, so eventually Rachel Lindsay, of course, goes on a two-on-one, which is like the most dramatic date that they can have, where you have two suitors in, at one time, and then she's got to give one of them the axe. So, of course, the show did it, so it would be Lee and Kenny, um, the black wrestler. Who has been like, I hate Lee. And he's like, I hate Kenny. And oh, there's a lot of racist undertones that we're all pretending aren't here. Um, even like even all the suitors, when they would have to talk about what was going on, like they'd had to still say really vague language and be like, Lee obviously doesn't like people that look like Kenny. And you're what? like, what? So he couldn't say, like, the word racist, I don't think. Like, they have, like, certain words they're not allowed to say. They have certain, like, if I'm describing my, as a bachelorette, if I'm talking about my time on the show, I'd have to be, like, I couldn't be, like, my time on the show. I'd have to be, like, on my journey, I have learned. <laughs> oh, my God. And is this what you're watching right now? Kenny, Lee, and the beautiful bachelorette? Uh, no, but you can watch it on Tubi. Oh, okay. I didn't know. I didn't know where this is leading to. Because at first you canceled with John, and now <laughs> yeah. we're dealing with this racist Anna, guy. Anna was like one one of four one of four girlfriends who um, basically told me that night, like, "Oh no, I'm 
I'm not free, but if you want to come over, we're watching the Bachelorette premiere. Like I could tell what was happening in American households across the country because, <laughs> and my very unscientific study, four girls all independently told me they'd be at home watching the Bachelorette. <laughs> well, why did you I call mean, me? Well, I just assumed you were a part of the cult. I mean, what do I know? <laughs> I mean, I feel like. Carolina doesn't really seem like the type who'd watch all seasons of The Bachelor and Bachelor. Yeah, but Bachelor listen, and and 2020, 2020 is a free for all. I don't know who's getting suckered into what nowadays. It's hard to know. It's hard to know. I understand. I was into a 90 Day Fiance for quite a while until that got really old. So, <laughs> oh, okay. Well, yeah. you know what? Like you got- um, I got suckered into watching Deaf You on Netflix. Have you seen like trailers <gasps> for this? Oh, no, but I want to. It's really good. So, I mean, well, good is a relative term, but it's um, basically so it follows like eight students who are at like a deaf university and they're all like varying degrees of like hearing impaired. So like there are some people who are completely like um, deaf and will only sign versus people who like have some hearing. And so they'll like talk, they'll sign, but they'll also talk. And there was like, I've learned so much about like random, not random, but like there are just interesting things about deaf culture that I didn't realize. Like, I didn't know that, like, the people who completely sign look down on the people who, like, speak as they sign. Like, I didn't know there were hierarchies of, oh. like, deaf culture society. And uh, it, I will say it was actually pretty interesting because I I didn't realize certain things. So for example, like, there's one scene where a waiter, there are these two deaf people, they're talking, and a waiter puts down, like, a, you know, like, a complimentary pitcher of water between them. And obviously, if you put the water pitcher between them, they can't sign to each other. And so one of them goes, that's not deaf friendly, and then moves the pitcher out of the way so they can sign and talk. And I was like, oh, I never thought about that before. That's interesting. Hmm. I got to watch that show. That show, is that a reality show? Are they battling it out? (laughs) Well, okay, here's the crazy thing. So, like, it's... 50% 50% like, oh, that's cool. I didn't think about that deaf culture before. And then 50%, oh my God, he got her pregnant? Like, it's like, <laughs> there's a lot of like weird reality show excesses going on. Like, it's very like, it's more like the real world, but like with the hearing impaired than it is oh, like a competition. That's cool. There you go. That's its pitch. It's like the real world, but you know, for deaf people, it's sick. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it still sounds at least 10 times deeper than 20 seasons of The Bachelor. (laughs) (laughs) I I still think there are moments in The Bachelor that I feel like are groundbreaking. You're like, whoa. Um, Uh, How? How? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Name what? Yes, one thing. (laughs) Okay, so our new Bachelorette, Claire, she's 39 and it's a big deal because we've never had a 39-year-old Bachelorette. And um, she was on a seasons long ago of this hideous international soccer star named Juan Pablo. And he was kind of like a womanizer. Um, and, like, they all regretted uh, casting him as The Bachelor. They were like, ooh, this is actually kind of not great. Like, he is pretty sexist. Um, oh. And now you've given him a bunch of women to, like, compete over him. So you're like, oh, okay. Um, anyway, so... How is that groundbreaking? we're getting there claire so claire at the time it was probably like i don't know like 30 is the last two to be picked by juan pablo and then they go on a fantasy date juan pablo then like basically tells her listen 
I don't love you, but I love making love to you. And she's like, what? <laughs> and and then eventually when he doesn't pick her, she like tells him off. And no one ever tells anybody off. They just kind of cry and go back to their limo. But this time, no, she told him off. Oh, what'd she say? <laughs> uh, I would not want a father like you. You are, uh, you know, the things you said to me are disgusting and uh, I gotta go and hopefully nine years later I'll get to be the bachelorette <laughs> yeah okay. she got a spinoff <laughs> off of that she got cast so that's pretty cool nine years later okay she was like always in the franchise she was like on Bachelor in Paradise Winter Games like there's like a lot to do uh, <laughs> there's a lot her. of gigs to book <laughs> okay. All right. So now she's the she's the main one, right? She's the one who gets to pick all the guys, right? Yeah, but it's hilarious because since of quarantine, they the like the first episode that uh, me and Carrie watched yesterday or two days ago when John declined um, <laughs> was like Claire. Literally, they started with like Claire's the Bachelorette, and it's kind of like the monologue of her like looking over like you know lakes and uh, you know being on a bridge and looking like oh i can't wait to find my love and then they start showing like ground like coronavirus this is a thing and then like claire is like i can't believe this is happening to me and it's great because it literally feels like the bachelorette is like the most important thing and like she's like i can't do it (laughs) um and then, like, to fill time, and also, also, I am sure the producers were like, oh, this sucks, because then they had to have, like, 25 uh, unremarkable guys all have to quarantine for 14 days, so they have them, like, in their hotel room with, like, the dullest footage as- ever, and then at some point, they all had to get the test, and then there's, like, a waiting period, and then they all are like, I'm cleared, I'm good, and then that's a moment of the episode where then they all realize that they're like, now I can love and now I can hug and kiss. Oh, okay. <laughs> On my journey. On my journey. <laughs> okay. And and so where is she now? Where, I mean, is she like dating each and every guy like one by one? Yeah. How long are we going to have to deal with this now? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, I heard that her season is quite controversial and that she leaves early on. I'm thinking maybe a family member in her life has complications with coronavirus, maybe. Who knows? Mm. Um, but I hear that she has to leave. Oh, okay. And- That's what the internets are saying. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, like, I didn't want to do too much. I didn't want to spoil too too much for me, but, like, I've been so deprived that I needed I needed to watch some YouTube conspiracy theories about, you know, Claire quarantining at the Vista and like what was going on. Right. You <laughs> went into some QAnon section. <laughs> and she's fighting but it's the fabulous. pedophiles. Yes. <laughs> I will oh say I'm troubled that something about the two shows, I haven't seen much of them, but something about The Bachelor is like all the women are. Um, have to be perfect they're basically competing to uh be the most perfect woman and then on the bachelorette all the men are competing 
to be the most powerful, to have like the biggest dick energy. So it's like they're and they're also kind of allowed to be dicks out in the open, whereas the women are all just vying to show the guy I'm perfect. I don't fight with the other women. I'm beautiful. I'm uh, a dental hygienist. And then on the on the Bachelorette, the men, it's like who can get the Bachelorette to want to have sex with us first? It's like both shows are so engendered in their roles. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would also say. I mean, I'm curious what kind of girl Calvin would be on The Bachelor. Like, I think that there's... <laughs> That's what you're thinking? Calvin, what kind yeah. of girl would you be? I want to know. Would... I mean, obviously, he's not going to shit on the floor. <laughs> well, I mean, that's a way to stand out, so... Did we lose Calvin? <laughs> that's when we lost Calvin. Wow, how appropriate. Calvin was like, fuck this. Audio dropped. <laughs> oh, my God, Calvin. Oh yeah, Kelvin. We'll we'll stop talking about the Bachelorette. <laughs> Come back, I promise. No, but I I do want to hear uh, Anna's like sociological college thesis that she's putting together. Yeah, Anna, would you say that's accurate about the two shows basically being inverses? They're they're a huge comment on men and women in dating in general. How it has yeah. to work for everyone. I mean, I think that is why it is interesting still, because like I think you can't escape on uh, like when it comes to like just the general masses of like how we look at gender, unfortunately, it, it is kind of like here are all these girls that have like zero percent body fat on them. And like you're literally watching them do things that I think uh, as most women come to gather, like, actually, this is not serving me um, anymore. Like. You know, it's like they're on the date with the unimpressive bachelor and they're like, you're so funny. Like, right. you just cracked me up. Like, oh, right. my God. Like, and she's she just has to keep talking about him. And then the only time that she's kind of allowed to bring up anything about her is when she's like, I think it's time, Peter, that I let you know my parents thought about getting divorced and it was really hard. <laughs> oh, and like they went... To, they went to couples therapy and they got through it. But like that eighth grade was really hard for me. Um, so the, the, the only way that they're able to like have like a real moment is like to be like, here's my moment that I, I guess, triumphed emotionally over this harrowing time. I mean, there have definitely been other bachelor uh, competitors that have like been like, I have dead parent. Uh, I have, you know, parents that have been users. Like, you definitely have some, like, real good sob stories. But your yeah. sob story is your power. Like, that's why I'm thinking, like, Calvin <laughs> would be good on the back. Oh, my list. God, is he back? He's back! <laughs> hey. Give us a side. Oh, Calvin, literally... back. <laughs> I missed so much um, and I did not realize that I was coming into Calvin would be good on The Bachelor <laughs> that's what we've been All talking right. about this whole time we assume time. that's why you left <laughs> I left to apply actually <laughs> I took a COVID test it came back negative now I'm back <laughs> you're like now I'm back now I'm heterosexual and I can't wait to get off The Bachelorette <laughs> Listen, Anna, with my faith, I just want to be on this new journey. So <laughs> I hope you can respect that. So I, I think that uh, basically Calvin would be a good competitor. Me and Calvin both would be good competitors because I have a dead dad. Having a dead dad is like... <laughs> oh, 
my god! Wow. <laughs> what no, an angle. It, 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 it is like, we're going to get further at the end of the day. Like, because the sad sack bachelor is going to have to sit with me and Calvin and be like, wow, I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine. Like, my father, he's a pastor. I can't even imagine. And then I would be like, yeah, like, mine wasn't. But, like, he is dead. And then he's like, wow, Hannah, thank you so much for sharing. Um, you know what? Take this rose. And then I'm, I'm at that point, America would be like, wow, she's got a dead dad. And then, like, same with Calvin. I'd be like, wow, I can't wait to see their hometown date. <laughs> wow. It, <laughs> it seems like you've been putting some thought into this before we randomly stumbled upon this topic. <laughs> uh I mean, she I has just her know the way pitch. this show works. Yeah, I just know how it goes. Like, I mean, like, everybody needs their sob story. Like, John, what, what about you? What's your sob story? Uh, um, I don't know about my sob story. I did, have you seen Unreal on, on Lifetime? Have you seen the fictionalized version of The Bachelor? Because I've seen more episodes of that, and the whole thing is so disturbing. Like, you just get to see that every single person's story that they're selling on the show is totally like orchestrated by the producers and the producers are so in on the whole thing yeah yeah that's what i assume i assume everything's super scripted anyways uh so i mean you can just uh yeah exactly they tell you like what's your thing and then calvin can be like i'm an only child and anna can be like dead dad or whatever and and, and john <laughs> can, john can be like I, I i haven't been able to lighten my hair exactly the way i wanted to since 2012 <laughs> You know, and then everyone has their story. Give me a rose. <laughs> and that's when we. we... Right, that's very compelling, John. I would keep you up for at least three episodes, personally. Let me tell you about my highlight journey. And me, I mean, I'm that person that, that shows get... up in a lobster costume, and that's just my thing. Oh. And I get and I get fired within the uh, ten minutes of being there because I'm eating from no. the wrong catering hall. <laughs> No, but like, see, Carolina, you would be a fan favorite. Like, they'd be like, who's that lobster girl that went home night one? But then you'd end up on one of their offshoot shows where they put all the sexy rejects. Like, you'd be on that. <laughs> the sexy rejects is a cool name. What a compliment. <laughs> wow. We should no, go. The sexy, should no, go. The, I swear, Paradise is like where you, where you get made. Like, that's where you want to go. Like, The Bachelorette is like lame. I mean, there, there was like... They've had problems with drinking, and, and they've had to scale that down. But, like, I think you'd still have fun there. <laughs> I'm on my way. I'm packing my bags now. <laughs> yeah, Carolina, that's, suit. that's the one where they fight in the arena. Good. It's about time I get some exercise. After First, we get a COVID test before we fight to the death, though. <laughs> we gotta go. You either die in the ring or in an ICU. There you go. Not if I made it through the through the fight in the <laughs> ring. Yeah, just uh, don't uh, take a shit in the hallway. It's really <laughs> the only issue. That's a lesson learned today. <laughs> We've come full circle. All right, Carolina. I don't know about you, but have you felt creatively tapped? During this quarantine? I'm very tapped. That's right. Thanks for mentioning it, Anna. Well, I think all the friends, because I'm forcing them to do this, we're going to start doing the artist way, which I think uh, it has prompts for 
creative people to get their juices going. So it's yeah. called The Artist Way, and it's written by Julia Cameron. Uh-huh. And we're all going to come back and report our findings. Do you want to be a part of this, Carolina? Sure. What about you? <laughs> I mean, I'll be doing it. Yeah. Oh, I'll be right. Okay. Yeah, it's as well. your idea. <laughs> Thanks for listening to us ramble. Send us love, support, and topics by sliding into our DMs on Instagram at Professional Friends Podcast. And don't forget to leave us a review and give us five stars. It really helps with our self-esteem. See you next week.